have a note in my podcast notes that says that I'd watch a movie where it's a remake of Lethal Weapon, but everybody except for Danny Glover has been replaced by a Muppet. Did we talk about this? Maybe in Muppets Christmas Carol, what would what movie should be Muppeted? Maybe. Well, I, I guess I think uh, Lethal Weapon and Danny <laughs> Glover is the only human. That'd be fun. I think just movies in general, because we remake everything. Yeah. I think only Muppets should be able to remake movies, mm. unless it's more than 50 years old. I'd like to see a Muppet remake of Bring It On. Who's the one human? Uh, Elijah Dushku. Oh, interesting choice. Huh. What about Babe? Do you remake Babe and everyone's a Muppet except for Babe, who is a real A real life pig? (laughs) That would be pretty cute. (laughs) I don't know if that would make it any better. But yeah, the next time we had to reboot Spider-Man, all Muppets. All Muppets, yeah. Spider-Man should be the Muppet and like maybe J. Jonah Jameson. Or the villain should be the hero, should be a human. Oh, yeah. Like a Green Goblin yeah, human. Human guy. But then a Muppet Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. All right, get to work, Jim Henson and Disney. Get together and make that. Or Sony. I guess, you know what? A lot of companies are going to have to get it together to make that work, but you guys should do it. It's going to be unifying the movie industry. Well, uh, this is another typical episode of I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Muppet Randella, <laughs> and with me is Samantha, the only human here, <laughs> Randella. That's me. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about, I don't know, movies and junk a little bit? Yeah. Well, today's an in-between episode. What are we up to today? Uh, we're going to find out what you brought us for Pig Week. I, I guess that's a way to phrase it. What I brought you for Pig Week. Uh, another way we might phrase that is <laughs> I'm going to let you know what the big watch for next week's movie is. Yes. And we are each going to have a little thing of the fortnight and we have a theme. Yes. And it is animal stuff. Right. But also, what did you bring for Pig Week? <laughs> <laughs> So, Wendy, what is your thing of the fortnight? What did I bring for Pig Week? Yeah, what did you bring for Pig Week? (laughs) So, we were doing um, animal-themed, and I do watch a lot of animal-based shows, but I thought, we're probably not going to get any animal-based music. True. So, this is my chance. I'm going to do an animal-based album. Oh. And that is the 2015 album by Run the Jewels called Meow the Jewels. <laughs> this is such an indie pick. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of background first. Uh, Run the Jewels is a hip-hop duo. It's LP and Killer Mike, and they are great. I love their music. I think Run the Jewels 1 and Run the Jewels 4 are mm-hmm. my two favorite albums by them. And they're just like cool guys. And I appreciate that they're dudes in their 30s who openly talk about how like, wow, I found my soulmate when I was 30. And they mean each other. Like they became like the best best of friends. And they were in the same industry, but didn't really get to become friends until much later. And they do a lot of really cool political stuff that is kind of on my side of things. So I appreciate that. And we actually talked about uh, their fourth album way back, probably a couple of years ago, but you can go check out that album. But Meow the Jewels (laughs) is a really funny situation. So they released their second album called uh, Run the Jewels 2. When they did that, they put out this kind of like joke list and kind of making fun of people who are releasing an album, but then like saying, like, yeah, if you pay me more money, you can get all this extra stuff. 
and they release their albums for free for the download, so they're not, um, I guess they're not the most typical musicians in that way. So when they released their free album, they released it with a bunch of bonus things that you could buy. Like one was a $5,000 album that's like autographed and has the originals, like the original track recordings, and it's all LPs and things like that. And you're like, okay, maybe, but you wonder from them, like, is this actually a joke? But then you look at the rest of the list, like for $7,500, you could get the I'm on the fucking list, asshole, package, which um, says Run the Jewels will put you on the all-access guest list for any show anywhere for up to 10 shows. You, and not your plus one, will be welcome to the backstage before, during, and after shows, and be allowed to hang out for sound check and load in if you find that sort of thing interesting. <laughs> Have full access to our backstage rider, which includes deli meat trays, Various cheeses, a bottle of Hennessy, Grey Goose, and various energy bars. Whoa. We will share our weed with you, and we will let you yell at our tour manager. We will pretend to like you and introduce you to all of our friends as a friend. Aww. So, And then you get some other stuff with it, too. But that was really funny. There's the show and tell package for $25,000, where Run the Jewels will come to your school, and you can use them <laughs> for your show and tell. That's fun. There's the House Sitters Deluxe Package. For $35,000, they will spend an agreed-upon weekend at your house where they will smoke your weed, listen to your stupid fucking music, and <laughs> let your mother cook for them. <laughs> that one's pretty good. There's the Mystery Time Supreme Package, where Ooh. Run the Jewels will start a private detective agency <laughs> and make you an employee for a month, where you and Run the Jewels will work together to unravel local mysteries, but mostly just smoke weed in the back of your van. That's 50 grand. Oh, I don't know which one of those is better. They're all very imaginative. There's a candy gram package where they will uh, show up on your doorstep wearing clothing made only of candy and wrap their two albums for you. All of it? Yep. Wow. Is that what you'd want? I think I like the mystery one. Or there's the fuckboy revenge package, <laughs> where Run the Jewels will fly to your town, stalk, and ultimately take revenge upon anyone in your life who has ever wronged you through a series of humiliating and vicious tactics designed to bring shame upon their name and the name of their children. Whoa. That's a good one, too. Um, then for $10 million, mm -hmm. they will retire, never make any music again, except for one song per year that is only made for you. Oh. That's a good one, too. But, oh, yeah, we were here for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> they will make an album made exclusively out of cat sounds. <laughs> and then someone started a Kickstarter saying, like, let's get this done. Yeah. And they raised the money. <gasps> so they ended up raising $60,000 for this uh cat album and run the jewels took the money they actually had ended up donating it all to charity all to the families of people who had been uh, murdered by police oh wow. so that's where all the money went and then they just said like okay we'll do this and lp who's the producer 
I hated it because he had to like source cat sounds and everything. And while they were making it, they would drop these videos of them in animal shelters and try to get like traction for the animal shelters too. Like, hey, come here. And they're just like joking that they were recording all the cats like that, which probably that's not how you do it. But he brought in a bunch of like real quality producers to work on it too. So everyone did like one song and the goal was to remix Run the Jewels 2 but make the music all cat sounds. Oh my God. And they did it. And they released it for free. Uh-huh. So you can go download it for free. If you wanted to buy the like the vinyl or the CDs, you could do that as well. Wow. And all the proceeds went to charity. But they made this entire album of cat music. <laughs> so that's why it fits into this week. They sound like just really good like businessmen. How so? Well, I mean... They drummed up all this support and then, like, were able to help a bunch of people and did something ridiculous at the same time. I think that's what I think a good businessman is, but I don't think that's like is good real? business because oh. they're not making any, they're right. releasing the album for free and then donating it all to charity. True. So they are good people. They're good philanthropists. Yeah, but it's not as smart as, like, um, your favorite. Taylor Swift releases everything with her own masters so then mm-hmm. she gets 100% of the profits that's that's good business yeah these guys are just fun <laughs> <laughs> they are fun they sound like they'd be really fun to like follow during an album launch so here's a song called crown as it appeared on their regular run the jewels 2 album so that was crown which i like not one of my favorite run the jewel songs but still good and then the remix was called crown like c-r-e-o-w-n because that's a meow in it because it's cats now. That's awesome. So here's Crown. Down with the shame, down with the shame. Used to walk traps in the rain with cocaine. Used to write raps in the traps as I sat in the rain and I prayed that God give me a lane. Give me a lane. Give me the fame. Give me the fame and I promise to change. Won't be the same. Won't be the same kind of man that puts cocaine in this lady hang. Hershey was really That one is probably the biggest stretch because Sure, there is like meowing and purring through it, but they're yeah. having people meow too, which uh, is a bit of a stretch, yeah. right? It's kind of fun though. <laughs> <laughs> From some old uh, cat food commercials. Yeah, I like that. I feel like it could quickly drive you crazy though. Yeah, yeah. The album's not like necessarily good. I don't listen to it, but I'm very glad it exists. <laughs> you know, I probably listened to it all through like once when it came out. You're and... just happy to know it's out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad people are doing stuff like this. And their music oftentimes is like very serious as well. So they had this song called Early and then they remixed it into Meowry, which also a bit of a stretch. <laughs> a bit of a stretch. But I'll take it because every song on that album has a has like a cat pun to it. 
It be feeling like the life that I'm living, man, I don't control. Every day I'm in a fight for my soul. Could it be that my medicines are evidence for kids to stop and frisk me when they roll around on patrol? And ask why you're here. I just tell them because it is what it is. I live here and that's what it is. Each time you got a dime, I say, man, I'm trying to smoke and chill. Please don't lock me up in front of my kid. And in front of my wife, man, I ain't got a gun and a knife. You do this and you ruin my life. And I apologize if it seems like I got out of line, sir, because I respect the badge and the gun. And I pray the day ain't the day that you drag me away right in front of my beautiful son. And he still put my hands in cup, put me in the truck when my woman screamed, said, shut up. And then that comes from this version on Run the Jewels 2. So he's talking about pretty serious stuff. Yeah. He's talking about um, how the police will eventually unjustly arrest him and most likely kill him and how... He just doesn't want that to happen in front of his children or his wife. That's fair. And but then the yeah the Jules version they're like yeah we're still gonna go with the cats though. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I also appreciate that like the cat portion doesn't really take away from the message of the song. So it's like a little bit more subtle than the first one. Yeah, because cats are on our side. Yeah. Cats aren't siding with the cops. True. Except for like if you have one of those narc cats. Oh yeah. There's a few narc dogs. We have a narc dog in our neighborhood. Yes. But the cats are all pretty chill. Yeah. The cats in our neighborhood are the criminal element, if anything. True. The cats don't abide by laws. No. What what law could rule a cat? Exactly. They're everywhere doing everything. Yeah. We should get six cats. No, thank you. So this song is called, the original version is called Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck, which I'm not exactly sure what that means, but let's take a listen to that one. Fashion slave who protested to get in a fucking lookbook. Everything I scribbles like the anarchist cookbook. And then the cat version is called Close Your Eyes and Meow to Fluff. <laughs> also doesn't really make a lot of no, sense, but I love I it. I like it. I like the the commitment to the cat thing. <laughs> So another one talking about violently overthrowing fascist governments. But you know what? Throw some cats in there. Yeah. Cats, cats, cats. The purring in the background almost sounds a little threatening. <laughs> like, well, that's because you have a, a weird relationship with cats. You think they're out to get you. They are. They're not. They're so nice. So scary. They're really not. <laughs> so that's it. That's my pitch. It's called Meow the Jewels. Uh-huh. And it has such songs as Meow Purdy and Oh Darling Don't Meow, Paw Fluffer Night, Close Your Eyes and Meow to Fluff, All Meow Life, Lie Cheat Meow, <laughs> Paw Do Respect. Crown, Angel Snuggler. Aww. All sorts of great things. So go check out Run the Jewels in general. You can listen to yeah. one of our old uh, episodes about that. They're really good and they're doing lots of good work out there, <laughs> like making albums that are essentially a joke but are raising money. Sound pretty good for as far as a yeah. full cat album can go. Yeah. And I just like the idea that they're out there 
kind of not taking themselves too seriously. They're showing like, yeah, we still have fun with this. We are people who enjoy doing this and we're doing things for you, our fans. So if you want to donate a bunch of money so we make a cat album, go for it. <laughs> it's uh, exactly what you promised. And still, I was surprised at how funny it was. <laughs> so I'll link in the show notes. One of them got a video and it's by this guy named Syriac, who does really weird animation that I actually knew from way back when, mm-hmm. from his little short Kitty City, I think it was called. And there's a uh, Meow the Jewels, a short documentary, <laughs> <laughs> which just talks about the making of this. And then they even get in a little bit to like, this is how much this cost. And this is what this was. This is mm-hmm. how much legal fees we have to pay for something like this. But we're still donating money and how you can donate to some of their causes too. Huh. So that's in the show notes. Go check out Run the Jewels and Meow the Jewels. Meow those jewels. <laughs> Just appreciate the commitment to the theme. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate any commitment to a bit this yeah, much. Like this just doing like... a whole joke album. <laughs> it's commitment. I love it. All right, Samantha, what is your animal-themed thing of the Fortnite? Um, my animal-themed thing of the Fortnite is one of my favorite books from 1996 called The Mitten by Jan Brett. <laughs> oh, tell me about The Mitten. I don't know this. You don't know this book? Oh. Oh, I assume this would be in your rotation. Um, so I remember this book as a child and then um in a previous career of mine I was a preschool teacher. So I actually taught a whole unit on this oh, book. Oh, like like the picture book? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Sorry, I was cuz you always do um a woman goes missing and then there's like twists and turns yeah. to find her. Yeah. So I was thinking it was one of those. No. But the mitten, the picture book, yes. yes okay, I, I was okay. very shocked for a minute there that you didn't know what it was. Tell us all about it. So the mitten is a children's book written and illustrated by Jen Brett, and the story follows a young boy named Nikki who loses his white mitten in the snow while on a winter walk with his grandmother. And as the story progresses, various uh, animals who live in the forest, including a mole, a rabbit, and a bear, increasingly cram themselves into the mitten to keep warm and then uh something catastrophic happens inside the mitten and uh everyone is sent flying out of the mitten and when nikki finds his mitten again it's completely stretched out and giant but everyone was warm but everyone was warm i really like this book it's like funny and then also the um, way it's illustrated is you can see um, like the main story on the pages, but then in the corners and along the bottom, you get to see uh, like little snippets of Nikki looking for his mitten. And it's just like kind of a beautifully illustrated book. And I believe it comes from a old Ukrainian folktale. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the illustrations are very um, Ukrainian looking too. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun. We'd do it with like uh like one of the parachutes and everyone would pretend that they were a different animal while we were reading it and then the parachute would pop off and then everyone would fall onto the rug laughing (laughs) i never thought about recommending children's books we could just rapid fire off a few other good ones because i think we both know a bunch yeah probably i think for animal based i had an entire penguin themed story time not too long ago Mm -hmm. all of the penguin books by selena yoon penguin and pinecone being my personal favorite those are all really good books yes those are Uh, classic in our house grumpy pants another Uh good penguin book Little Owl Lost, if you're willing to stretch to owls. Yeah, yeah. 
I Am the Longest Dog is a really <laughs> fun one, too. I read that this week. All the Eric Munch books are always fun. Robert Munch? Robert Munch. I, I don't know why do I said Eric, but yeah, Robert Munch. Still holds up. Still, still funny. That was like the thing yeah. when I was in grade like two, three. Yeah. If you were getting a Robert Munch book for story time, like the kids lost it. They're like, oh shit, it's Robert Munch. Oh, you were winning life if you were getting. The teacher's going to say pee. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This snowsuit is probably one of my favorite ones. That's a good one. Yeah. I have to go? I have to go, yeah. We all as children remember that conundrum of getting dressed into your stuff and then realizing you have to go to the bathroom. Well, we all here. We all here in Edmonton. A lot of people don't wear snowsuits ever. Oh. <laughs> what a life that must that be. That must huh? be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd bring a little blast from the past. It's like a nice classic winter tale. Just as we get ready for spring. Yeah. It's your last chance to read it, everyone. Yeah. Go get it now. It expires. If you come down to the children's library downtown, maybe I'll read it to you. <gasps> oh, that would be fancy. Let's do it. Okay. So, Andy. It's time. Is it time? Will you tell us? Oh, the end? I, that sounded like it was the middle of a sentence. No, that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. So I had a hard time picking an animal-themed movie. Not mm -hmm. because I couldn't think of one, but there were so many good ones and I didn't know which one to pick. Mm -hmm. So you know I love Paddington and Paddington 2 was great. Yeah. I could go with either of those. Fantastic. Very well-made movies. I thought about doing The Lobster, uh -huh. which you would be very angry if that was my animal movie because right. no animals actually are in the movie, but it's about this man who is um, scheduled to turn into a lobster and about the existential crisis of that. Okay. I'm so. glad you didn't pick that one. <laughs> it's really good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, the Witch revolves around a goat is very central to that one mm. and i think you'd probably like the witch as well i think i watched the first half of it oh really yeah what do you think oh i guess you only watched the first half so it didn't go well i think i was watching it on my phone on a break oh that is not the place to no watch a movie like and i that. think i recognized that and i was like i feel like i'm not getting like the gist of it because i'm watching it on such a small screen like on my lunch break and then, then I put it aside and never watched it again. Yeah, an Eggers movie, I feel like you need full attention. Yeah, it felt like a dark room, quiet space kind of movie. Yeah. Then there's Isle of Dogs I thought of doing. Mm. Uh, you somehow haven't seen Jurassic Park. Nope. So that would make sense to do and it's also kind of appropriate because you did Babe and it's right along that same time and I think to many people in the world, those two movies are kind of linked because they were two big hits of, of that era. But instead, I went for something else because you picked a pig, pig movie. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a pig movie. Quirk week. You went <laughs> 90s. So I'm going 90s. Okay. You touched on the effects of industrialization. I'm going to throw a little of that in there oh, too. Oh. Yours didn't have the most typical villains or conflict, and neither does mine. Oh. So let's keep, yeah, Pork Month going, <laughs> and let's watch Porco Rosso from 1992. I guessed that this would be yours, because when I was really trying to stick to the, like, Pork Month theme and find a, like, pig-themed thing of the week, um, it just kept coming up in my searches, and I haven't seen it, so I couldn't pick it. But um, I was like, I wonder if that's what Indy's going to pick. 
Because I did say I'm only going to do one Miyazaki a year because yeah. everyone I've done so far, you have loved. We started off with Totoro. Uh-huh. You loved that one? Yes, I did love that one. I think next was Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. And you maybe really liked or did you love that one as well? I think I really liked it. And then we went to Kiki's Delivery Service. I love that one. So I think Porco Rosso is a good next movie because for a lot of people... Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro are Miyazaki's like best movies. But mm-hmm. then a lot of people like the other kind of more, I wouldn't say adult because it's still Miyazaki, but your Princess Mononoke, that side of right. things, which we haven't gotten into because those ones, although amazing, are not my favorite. I like the more childish ones, I guess. And uh, the ones we've re- reviewed already are in that vein. And... Kiki's Delivery Service and Porco Rosso, I often group together because they're just movies that wouldn't exist if Miyazaki hadn't made them. It's not a story that we kind of get in the Western world because in Kiki, it was she just goes and does some things and the end. There yeah. isn't a big giant conflict. It's a different style of storytelling. And I think Porco Rosso fits in there as well. So if you don't know anything about it, it is a Japanese film. It is animated. It's from 1992. And it's directed by Hayao Miyazaki, who we talked about quite a bit on this podcast. And if you don't know him, what a good way to start. (laughs) So you can watch it in an English dub. And I think you tend to prefer dubs for cartoons. I do, yeah. And we can watch some of it in Japanese as well. But since you are agreeing to watch a Japanese cartoon with me, I will concede in uh, letting us watch the dub at least. (laughs) Thank you. And the dub is good because Porco Rosso himself is played by Michael Keaton. Oh. And I'm a big Michael Keaton fan. So it's it's quite good for that. I just find with these like cartoons, it's easier to watch the dub because I find I read the subtitles and then I don't see what's going on on the screen. Yeah, you miss out some of the, the visual stuff for sure. Like, I I totally think that a lot of things are, like, really great in their original language. But if I'm, like, trying to really figure out what's going on and, like, see what's happening on screen, I think I need no subtitles. And I think with cartoons, because they are, like, dubbed Uh in their native language anyways, right? It's not the actual performers there. I feel like... I don't mind a dub in a cartoon nearly as much as I do in a live action. In a live action, I just won't do dubs. Right. But in a cartoon, I let it slide. <laughs> so it is about a World War One fighter pilot. Uh-huh. And he is a pig. Okay. He's the only pig. The rest of the people are people. <laughs> okay. We'll get into all of that next. This feels like that Muppet situation we were just talking it about. It is. Maybe that's why that was in my mind. Maybe. Because this is a very... Uh, Yeah, a very Muppet situation. (laughs) So you can watch it on uh, Netflix in the US and Canada. Okay. You can get a disc, I don't know, wherever. You can borrow mine if you really need to. Go to the library or something. But I don't think I need to pitch too much this week. We're going to talk about it. It's Miyazaki. It's a cartoon. And it has a pig flying a fighter jet in World War I era Italy. Okay. All the things you want from a movie. They really are. Yeah. This sounds great. Well, I think that's all we need for today. So join us again next week where we will be talking all about Porco Rosso, the crimson pig, as it's sometimes called. (laughs) It's funnier in English. (laughs) 
And we'll have all the spoilers and everything for next week, so make sure you listen to it before then. Awesome. And we'll finally conclude Pig Month. Pig Month! We need a jingle. I wish we had a jingle for Pig Month. Yeah. If somebody could write us a quick jingle for next week, that would be great. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.